What's up, everyone? We are back with another episode of Balls, Sticks, and Fists. It's your favorite show without an intro. I'm your host, Keaton, joined by my co-host, Sam, and we are live. Sam, how are you doing on this rainy Thursday? Um, pretty terrible, considering the Wi-Fi difficulties I'm having. Yes, yeah, it that's technology for you. We're about, what, this is our eighth episode recording together, and uh, this is the first network problem we've had, so... Yeah, hopefully it holds up. Yep. So if Sam, uh, if Sam sounds a little laggy or anything, just make fun of it. Make fun of him on his Wi-Fi, because it's not me. It's all it's all him. So if I get cut out, you guys just got an hour of Keaton talking, which I know everyone would 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 enjoy. You know, that'd be <laughs> that'd be really fun. But uh, Sam, what all do you right, think? So let's dive into these. Yeah, what do you think of uh, this weekend? Mm, I don't know. I think I feel like uh, every other year, I think that some of these games will be really good, but this year it's kind of down. Like you got like Auburn in uh, Georgia at Auburn. Usually that's pretty good game, but Auburn's pretty down this year. I think those are just the type of games that you have. I was looking at this and the slate, and I was like, I might bet every single game this weekend. <laughs> you like that much? Yeah, I, I I really like it. I think I got a good read on a lot of these games, and that could mean one one or two things. That could that could be yeah. That could mean one or two things. Uh, <laughs> either either gonna be up or it's gonna be, or it might be an over an over uh, weekend. You know. Yeah, I mean it is what week week five now, so you pretty much know what what the teams are made of. Yep, and and I like it, and I like it a lot. So without further ado, let's get let's get it cracking, dude. The Friday slate, the Friday slate is cooking. Yeah, it's our best Friday games we've had all the year, right? Yep. Uh, starting us off, we got Louisville. Or Louisville minus three and a half traveling to NC State. Um, I mean, so for you guys that don't know, uh, Louisville got uh, Jeff Brown from Purdue, and then they took Jake Plummer also. And their offense is top five in like total offense. So their offense is cooking. Um, their defense is like, Okay, nothing special. They're lighting up like almost 400 yards a game. But, uh, yeah, their defense is kind of what uh, keeps them in the game, so because their offense is terrible. Who? NC State. Oh, yeah, I was talking about Louisville. Oh, 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 oh shit! <laughs> I was like, I was like, what? What are you talking about? Louisville's offense is terrible. Come on. <laughs> No, NC State's defense is garb or uh, it's good. Their offense is pretty garbage. Yeah, their offense is ranked seventy seventh in the country in total offense at three hundred eighty one point two yards per game. I don't know. I'm I'm leaning Louisville on this one. Just uh, pure offense. I don't yeah. trust uh, Armstrong from NC State to cover any spread at this time. I mean, NC State was in a dogfight with uh, Virginia, so. Yeah. I mean, the that only, game was terrible. Yeah, I mean, it being a Friday game, Friday night game, it's at NC State. Like, but I don't know. I, I, I low-key yeah. like Louisville a lot this year. Yeah, they a lot of people were high on them coming into the year, too. Yeah, I mean, what, their, their old head coach went to uh, – he oh, took the job shit. at Cincinnati, I think, right? Yeah, yeah, that's where he's at. Yeah. Dude with the glasses, I forget his name. Yeah, it's and then uh they brought in Jeff Brome. Brom Brome from Purdue. Um, yeah, I'm leaning Louisville here. We'll get into that a little later too on the betting side. Uh next game, Utah at Oregon State. Oregon State's minus three and a half. Uh Oregon State against the spread at home is like I think eight and zero in their last like eight home games. Yeah, because they covered like uh, 
what was it, 12 straight before last week or something? Like overall, yeah, 12 straight. But and then, yeah. but at home, it's like eight in a row or something like that. I mean, uh, here, I mean, you still don't know what the hell's going on with Cam Rising and Utah's offense has been terrible. If UCLA doesn't help them out on that first drive with a pick six, who knows what happens in that game? Yeah, I know. So I, know. I mean, I'm I'm leaning Oregon State heavy this game. Yeah, I'm still lean. I'm leaning Oregon State too. Cam Rising's probably not going to play, is my guess. Um, yeah, that, yeah, that's just, what I. If I had to guess, I'd guess he's not. Just from reading around, it seems like it's still unknown. Um, Nate Johnson last week against UCLA. Nine of seventeen for one seventeen. I mean, that's just not gonna cut it on the road. I mean, that's they pretty gonna... much just want to run the ball and control the clock and let their defense do the work. Yeah. On the other side, the Oregon State's gonna have to uh, establish their run game against against that Utah defense and not turn over the ball. Um, little stat fact here: DJ in the last two games has only accounted for four touchdowns and he's thrown three interceptions. So yeah, DJ, that's, uh, DJ, that's like the DJ from Clemson. DJ can't turn over the ball against Utah. And because uh, Utah is uh top 10 in scoring defense. I think I've read they're scoring like, I don't know, 9.4 points from the defense. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's really good. That's that's the only thing. If you take care of the ball and you can, you know, control the clock and keep Utah's offense off the field, you're you're golden. Yeah, I know. Tire out tire out that defense a little bit. Cause that offense is struggling to put up points, but that defense is able to kind of carry them through. Yeah. And Oregon State's a tough atmosphere to go in and play. So I don't know. I'm leaning Oregon State here. Yeah, I like Oregon State as well. Next Friday night game, Cincinnati minus two traveling to BYU. Uh, since he's had trouble finishing off their drives, and uh, like they'll like put together a drive and then not finish, and you're gonna have to finish on the road. Can't say. Yeah, especially BYU's offense is pretty good. So yeah, is playing pretty good. They. They threw 51 times against Kansas. Yeah. I don't think I you mean, want I don't think you I don't think anyone wants their quarterback throwing 51 times in a game. No. And their total but, uh, their total rushing yards in the Kansas game came out to be 9 yards just off like the sacks and stuff. But I think their lead rusher only had like 28 yards on the on the ground. Yeah, but um weren't they down pretty much the entire game in there? Little, it was a little dog fight. Yeah. But still they had the lead at half and then interception. Yeah. I don't think they're gonna be able to run the ball on Sensi though, since he's got a pretty good front. Yeah, I just I don't know. I like what uh BYU's done on offense so far, so I'm gonna lean them to win that game. Oh yeah, I'm leaning BYU outright. It's at BYU, it's like a late it's t- it's a ten. It's a ten fifteen kick, uh, Eastern time. It's a late. <laughs> it's a late game. Uh, that atmosphere. If you've ever watched BYU play, especially at night, it's actually it's a pretty good atmosphere. Um, it's BYU's first home game, being part of the Big Twelve, like Big Twelve like conference play. Yeah, so I'm sure it's going to be juiced up there. But I don't think you want Slovis slinging the rock fifty times. No, I mean, they did struggle to find the run game in the Arkansas game too, though, which is kind of troublesome because Arkansas's defense is not very good at all. Yeah, so I bet I bet they try and get some stuff going on the run and then they probably abandon it uh, once they have no luck doing so. Yeah, their, their defense just has to turn Cincinnati over and hold them to field goals. Like you said, if they have trouble finishing drives, you got to hold them to field goals. Well, it's because they uh, – since he's very run heavy, they uh, – Yeah. Like, they'll – like, they're not going to move the ball, like, throwing it. Like, 
they might get explosive on the pass game, but they're not like consistently airing it out. They got a really solid yeah, uh, game though. I mean, their quarterback likes to really run the ball too. Rather, he'd rather run the ball than throw. If his first read ain't there, he's tucking it. Yeah. Um. Yeah, but I like uh. I like BYU out right here. I'll probably be asleep. By yeah, the time. So I'll probably be asleep by the time the game <laughs> the game wraps up. Ten fifteen kicks so late. That's like a yeah, two, especially that's on like, Friday. Yeah, that's like weird. That's like a two fifteen finish. That's a little late. Um, especially with how much BYU throws. Like, yeah. Uh, moving into the uh, Saturday games, USC minus twenty one and a half traveling to Boulder to take on Colorado. Um, I think this is going to tell us a lot about this Colorado team. They just they just got their faces kicked in. Um, it's how you bounce back. You know, they got to forget about that. And I think USC's, I don't know. I think Colorado will have a easier time moving the ball against USC's D compared to what they had against Oregon. Yeah, I think so too. And I think along with, uh, it's going to tell a lot about Colorado. It's going to tell a lot about this USC defense too. I mean, after letting up 28 against Arizona state. I know if, if they can hold uh, Colorado, you know, not to hold them down the entire game. That's never going to happen. But if they can contain them and uh, let Caleb Williams just go off and win the game pretty easily, that's that's a pretty good sign for USC's defense. Yeah. I mean, for Colorado to pull off this upset, they need to force at least two turnovers. Yeah, because I don't think they're going to get a stop unless it's a turnover, honestly. they They need to force at least two. But I don't know how you do. I don't know how you contain USC's offense. Yeah, I. You just because you could have everyone. Know. You could have everyone covered. Caleb Williams extends the play. Freaking receiver breaks off his route, and then it's a big hitter. See, with USC's defense, you got you got to be able to run the ball because you have to keep uh Caleb Williams off the field, control the ball. You know, and I don't. Colorado's Colorado, averaging two yards a carry this year. I yeah, think. that's what I'm saying. They, they, they have no run, run game. Yeah. They have no run game. And that's the thing. You got to keep the defenses on their, like, toes. If they if you know, like, they're just going to air it out, it's a lot easier to, you know, stop. Because, you know, then you can't bring, you know, the safeties can sit back. The linebackers are, like, you know, you're not bringing the linebackers up at all. Yeah. <laughs> you know? It's tough. Because then you have no play action. Like, no one's biting on that. You don't want to get in a duel with Caleb Williams. That's yeah. You definitely don't want to. You definitely don't want to shoot out. I think you're going to lose that a lot of the times. Yeah, but I think so. USC's DC is kind of kind of like found himself in some hot water, letting up 28 against ASU. But like honestly, so I searched it up. They're 30th in the stop rank, meaning like how many like dry, you know. Yeah, like the point convert, you know, so they stop about 75.5% on the drives and they on 53 drives. And so the average on points comes out to 1.33 points per drive. It's not bad. Like that's not I mean, that's that's really good for compared to last year, and especially when you have Caleb Williams. I mean, Penn State, Penn State's ranked one. Uh I think Michigan's ranked like three. Ohio State's ranked like five, I think. Yeah. But yeah. I don't know. I So they got this DC. He spent some time at OSU in 2018. Then he joined Lincoln's staff in Oklahoma from 2019 to 2021. Then he went to USC with them. But I think this is a big weekend for him. I mean, his defensive stats had to be pretty terrible, even at Oklahoma, right? Oh yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like Link, when Lincoln went to USC, like nothing changed. He just took Oklahoma, you know, he took Oklahoma and put it to USC. Yeah, yeah, just with the. I mean, I can't even say that. I was gonna say a little better, like athletic skill players, but he had some dogs at Oklahoma. Yeah, it wasn't like he didn't have. I mean, he made it to the playoffs. So yeah. yeah. 
he's a top 10 team like every year. Yeah. It, I mean, it's the same, like, yeah, you're right. It's the same makeup as all those Oklahoma teams put up a million points and let up a million. It's just weird that he hasn't, like, I don't know. It's tough for me to say that he hasn't made defense a priority, but like, he de- I don't know. Like, I feel like you got to change something if, because you're USC, you can recruit whoever the hell you want almost. If yeah, you can recruit those guys on offense, why can't you recruit them on defense? It's just not a pref. It's, I don't know. It's, I don't know. I think it's going to be a good duel between Caleb and Sugar. Yeah, I think it could be fun for a half. I think uh, USC ultimately ends up pulling away. You think they cover the 21 and a half? I do, but I'm not taking it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Colorado could pull off the upset here. You think? I don't, I don't know. Colorado's D's just got to get two TOs. Yeah, but the, um, they got to establish the run, and I don't think they can do that. They're, uh, so their OC's uh, Sean Lewis, and I'm pretty sure that they, he was uh, – let me just fact check this. Was he the uh, – not Sean Lewis. What, Shane Lewis? Lewis, Colorado. Just look up right there. It's uh yeah, Sean Lewis. I was like Yeah, he that's what I thought. He was the head coach at Kent State. And you know, during that time at Kent State, his thing was like uh Kent Flash, like his offense was like quick, quick. Yeah. But I think I think he's gotta not give up on the run. Yeah, you you definitely I think, can't. I think he's gotta like you know, just because you get stopped for like one yard or no gain, I think he's got to keep keep going back to it. You you gotta you gotta make it a shorter game. You can't even if you score in like thirty seconds. You know Caleb's gonna score right back, and like if you get stopped, that's just that's just deflating. You'd rather get stopped with running a good bit of time off that clock. Yeah, you can't um, you can't go zero for three like on passes and like sacked like two times on a drive and give put your defense right back on the field with Caleb Williams, you know? Yeah. It's just kinda, not gonna work. You kinda gotta have some game management here. But I don't know. That's a fun game to watch maybe. Uh next game, Florida at Kentucky. Kentucky's minus one. Uh this is like an underrated rivalry in my opinion. If you've watched this game in like, you know, past years, it's always a good game. Um, usually comes down to like I remember when was it 2019 Florida was at Kentucky Kentucky had a chance for a game winning field goal missed uh, but it's always <laughs> it's always a good game uh, what is that uh, I think it's is it, um, who is it um, Mark, Mark Stoops Mark Stoops he always Mark Stoops always has a good uh, squad down there in Kentucky. Yeah, both these, they, these teams are pretty similar. Like they both just want to run the ball. Yeah, uh, Kentucky got that uh, QB transfer, uh, David Leary. Devin Leary, yeah, from Dev, uh, NC Devin State. Leary from NC State, but they also got um, who's it? Ray Davis, running back. Um, so right now, Kentucky's averaging five point five yards per carry. I think Ray Davis is in like the six yard uh yards per carry range. Yeah, that's nuts. Um I think it's gonna be a really physical game. But I'm leaning Florida just based off uh usually usually in these close games I'd lean towards the home team, but I think Florida might be a little more put together. Yeah, I think Florida's also running a little hot right now. Yeah, I mean Kentucky, if you take a look at um Kentucky's like previous games here. Um 44-28. For some reason I th- thought they haven't been putting up that many points, but I mean they haven't really played anybody yet. I mean, I'm right. So against Eastern. Yeah, sevens. I don't know. I like the under in this game because I think it's gonna be a really run heavy 
Daniel. Yeah, yeah. And the clock will bleed. Yeah, they're I mean I don't know. I haven't watched much Kentucky, but they I haven't really played anybody to watch them. Yeah. Mert's gotta be game manager. Don't turn over the ball. I mean, you see that throw? He almost got his receiver killed last week, but the <laughs> yeah. uh, but the guy made a hell of a catch, but like that ball was sailing. Yeah. I, I mean they could have been in the game and possibly won versus Utah if he just didn't turn the they didn't turn the ball over and they finished drives. Yeah. I mean I'm gonna beat the drum on Florida. <clears throat> Mert's got a game managed. Don't turn the ball, make the throws that he needs to make. Etienne and uh Oh, Montreal Johnson. Yeah, Etienne and Montreal Johnson put the game in their hands in the run game and then slug it out. I mean, that's pretty much what they did versus Tennessee. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like that's that's their success. Yeah. Um but I like Florida in this game. I like Florida as well. Billy Napier getting his boys getting <laughs> his boys ready. After week one, everybody was calling for his head. Hey, you gotta give you gotta give him time. Yeah, you gotta give him time to build build the program with his players. Um, moving on to the next game, Clemson minus six and a half at Syracuse. Uh, I mean, talk about a big week for Clemson. I know. I getting a third loss this early in the season. I don't know. It's just like. You don't know what Clemson team is going to come out. You don't know if they're just going to come off and like after last week and be like, shit, man, our season's over. I mean, we saw Cuse kind of struggle with Army early last week, but I think it was a really big uh, look ahead week for them. Yeah, probably. But I I like I like Cuse plus the points here. I would take the points too, but I am not touching this game. Oh, I'm touching this game. <laughs> Dude, I don't know. Going in the Carrier Dome, I think it's going to be uh, – I don't know. I definitely like plus the points, though. Yeah. If I was I'll, taking anything, I would definitely take the six and a half. I just – I don't know. I still think Clemson's a good team. I just don't know what they're going to be like now. Yeah, I don't know. I think they win the game, but I don't think they win by six and a half. Yeah, close game. Like, field goal, yeah. kicker redeems himself. Yeah, maybe maybe the writers, uh, maybe the writers at Hollywood will give him his uh, Cinderella story. <laughs> I mean, dude, talk about a jinx, man. Yeah, uh, that was still, that was bad. I still can't get over that, man. The guy, if you just watch that guy's leg like swing, that thing was going left from the jump. It's just it is what it is. I mean, if yeah. you watch if you watch some of his extra points from that, I think he was worried about it coming off his toe a little bit. Because on an extra point, he had one that like sprayed right. It like went in, but like it like came right off his foot. Oh yeah, like hard. So I don't know if he was in his head a little bit or if the pressure of the guy coming off the edge. You know, sometimes when you got people coming off the edge on a kick, it like makes you change your swing a little bit. Yeah, twenty nine yards though. No hate though. No hate though, dude. I wish, <laughs> dude. I wish I, uh, dude. Watching the game day, I don't know if you you watch game college game day at all. Uh, I didn't watch it this Saturday. They've been doing a uh, field goal kicking like contest. Like, oh yeah, yeah, I've seen that. Yeah, and Pat's like, always like, "Don't make fun of them." Yeah, it's like it's like, have you ever thought bad thoughts about a college field goal kicker? They're like, uh, <laughs> and then it's like a thirty yard field goal, and like no one's made it. It's like thirty yards for fucking thirty grand. I was like, damn, dude. I wish I was in uh college. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be uh well you'd be like disqualified since you were actually a kicker. I wouldn't I you don't have to disclose that. <laughs> <laughs> just, just just run me my 30 bands. <laughs> you know? Yeah, then they'd be like, no, you're not getting it. We know we definitely know you're a kicker now. Fucking <laughs> 30 yard chip 30 yard chip shot, and it's just like a just fucking strokes it. Pat's like, hold up. Something ain't right here. Because they always ask him, you ever kick a football before? Gotta be like, no, never. <laughs> fucking just, just never. I mean, I've, I've seen some kids say they played soccer, so you can just be like, yeah, I played soccer. Yeah, the guy who said he played soccer had like a 
15 step run up and the ball like <laughs> had no chance of getting over the crossbar. So uh, someone's going to make it eventually. Oh yeah. Maybe someone at Duke this weekend. Uh next game quick hitter Michigan minus 17 at Nebraska. Um I mean, dude, can you imagine Matt Rule pulls off the upset? Ooh. That'd I mean, be big. That'd be big in the Big 10. I mean, that'd be huge. Uh, who's Nebraska starting at quarterback this week? Oh, I forget. I think it's at it... Hindenburg. Hindenburg. Or yeah, yeah. All right. Well, got, Sims got benched after Colorado. Yeah, but they're. I think they're playing it as an injury. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. So, I don't know. Um, over under here is set at 39. Yeah, I, I'd take the over just because, like, the over. Oh, yeah, yeah, we're on the yeah, over. Yeah. I was like, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah. Because uh, I think if, like, I don't know, I can't see it really being a close game. I think Michigan's going to put up at least 30. I don't know, though. Nebraska's D's can kind of be stout. Yeah. I don't, it's a tricky one, but I'm, I'm going to go. Anytime it's that low, I'm going to go to over, especially when you have a team like Michigan who can put up points. Yeah, I like the over here. Um, they Michigan covers the 17. Um, if I was picking, yeah. But yeah. I'm not touching that game. That's it's too many points, and I think Nebraska is actually going to come ready to play. I mean, we've been saying that about Nebraska for a long time. Can't I mean, they've to- been they've been given good first halves. Can't wait to welcome uh, back a former Nebraska head coach, Scott Frost, into the Big Ten, though. Where's he going? Sparty. Really? No. No. <laughs> Dude, Michigan State fans are so delusional. They really think they can pry uh, Marcus Freeman from Notre Dame. Yeah, he'd have to be an absolute fool. Dude, you'd never want to leave that Notre Dame job. That's like... uh. Especially for what's going on in Michigan State, why would you ever leave? Yeah, I know. They're like, they're like, we can offer them like triple what Notre Dame's paying them. It's like, dude, Michigan State's not gonna pay. Not to, it was like double. It's like Michigan State's not gonna pay seventeen million a year for for, for a head coach. That, that's ass nine. Yeah, um, you'd be stupid. Yeah. Uh, moving on to the next game, Georgia minus fourteen and a half at Auburn. I love Georgia this week. I mean, fourteen and a half. I think they cover that. I think I think they're gonna kill them. I yeah. I just have no faith in Auburn. I think they're they're I it's them and Vandy that are the worst two teams in the SEC. Yeah, but they're sitting at three and one. Yeah, I mean, they looked the quarterback for Cal got hurt at the beginning of that game, and Cal had the ball like three times off Auburn turnovers. In Auburn territory, and still couldn't score, and they still only won by three. I mean, I bet it's like probably a. Uh, I bet it's kind of a close game in like first half, just because Georgia's a one half team this year, and then they're gonna wake up and then cover pretty, pretty easily. So Auburn had UMass blew them out. Cal won by four points, fourteen to ten. And then Samford. And then last week they got their ass beat by Texas AM. They had ten points, but the seven of those points was a fumble return for a touchdown. So Yeah. J- Jimbo was Jimbo took the twelfth man to the to the extreme, you know. <laughs> <laughs> they ran the ball forty one times last week. Where, where was Jimbo's get back man on, on that play? <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, I think it's going to take Hugh Freeze a couple years to get that Auburn program to where it's at. Oh, yeah, to definitely. Where it, to where it – because Hugh Freeze is, you know, a solid coach, you know, besides he's got a thing for, you know, strippers and, and prostitutes. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he, he, he's got, you know, that as, as one of his demons, you know, and then he goes to a Christian university at Liberty and turns it around. <laughs> How backwards is that, man? 
Yeah. Oh, that's funny. That's funny. But he did a good job at Liberty. I just think it's going to take some time for him to turn around at Auburn. You never know, though, with the NIL yeah, and stuff. Even... You know, I'm sure he can get some Yeah, good. it's easier to turn around quick, but he came into it. And the program was pretty down when he came in. Yeah, it's going to take him. Well, they have like four wins last year or something. Yeah. You just hope that Auburn doesn't turn their back on them, like, after, because it's going to be a rough ride. You know, you got to, like, stick it out, you know? Yeah. I mean, they got to be happy with being three and one at this point, honestly. Yeah. Um, Kansas at Texas. Texas sitting at minus 16 and a half. I think Texas blows Kansas out. Too big, yeah, too most, too big, too physical. I think most people do honestly. Too fast. To what people have to say. I think I'm taking the sixteen and a half with Kansas just because I've been riding them all year. I was hiding them all year. Remember last time I'm Kansas went to sixteen and a half. Remember last time Kansas? Yeah, they beat them in Texas? overtime. They beat them OT. You don't think? You don't think that's on their minds a little bit? You don't think it's a little get back? No, because they beat their ass last year. Yeah, I know, but they're com- they're coming into your house again, you know. Yeah, I I don't know. I Jalen Daniels really. This is the best offense Texas has faced all year. Yeah, I, I just think yes, too, and I think they're better than Alabama. Obviously, I mean, it doesn't if the take defense hard. can get turnovers like they did, they have been get some stops. I I think they'll be in this game. What BYU had three turnovers against Kansas last week. Yeah, two went for touchdowns, right? I think. I mean, that one guy on the that one guy got laid out. Welcome to Big Twelve football, BYU. Jeez, <laughs> dude, those the, yeah. the those teams added to the Big Twelve aren't uh aren't uh playing out like they Having just had, warm welcome. They just you know had their first like in conference games, and uh, I mean, Houston's a dumpster fire. I don't know, dude. The Big Twelve is weird this year. Yeah, I don't. They're, I don't I mean, Texas is the lone favorite, obviously. Texas is like I think, like above, like clearly, clearly above like everyone in that uh, conference right now. And I don't yeah. think it. I don't think it's really. Am I tripping? Uh, I guess we'll we'll see when Oklahoma. Yeah, we'll see when Texas plays Oklahoma next week. But like TCU's down. also that could it could be a look a look ahead game for Texas this weekend. Yeah. You're right. I still like Texas minus 16 and a half, though. I'm taking a Kansas 16. All right. LSU minus two and a half at Ole Miss. I mean, is one one Ole Miss offense we going to see? What LSU team are we going to see? We don't know. <laughs> this is really the game of question marks, I feel like. Yeah, I really have no idea what to expect because I feel like every single week we see a different LSU team on the field. Yeah. I mean, last week was pathetic. I mean, their offense was <laughs> went down and scored like almost every time, and the defense could not just get like one stop and go up two scores. Yeah, I don't. I like I said on uh, Tuesday's episode, I totally, uh, I totally forgot about that game till Cade Cade texted me, and he and I was like, oh wow, I totally forgot about that game turned it on and then yeah watch the like final two drives or whatever but i don't know i who if you would have to who would you lean like spread and and uh straight up uh lsu yeah i'm just uh, dude what is it with lane kiffin he just once he gets once he gets to the big dogs man he just i don't know it doesn't work (laughs) I just don't – I don't know what he's building down there in the, in the SIP. I mean, he had that one hashtag going for, wow, hashtag transfer to the SIP or something like that. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know I don't know what he's cooking up down there. Yeah. I mean, I'll be – It's know. pretty much I, the same team every damn year. Yeah, I know. Like, what progress has he made? Zero. <laughs> He has he has yet to take like a program to like the next step. Yeah, yeah, and that's I that's why I would lean LSU. But again, I mean, I'm staying away from this. He's uh, he was he was the Raiders uh head coach, right? 
Lane. Was he? I don't think right? was he. I'm pretty sure. Uh, I'm pretty sure he. Yeah. Was he? <laughs> Bro, this shit. Yeah, he was. Uh, shit, I don't. Know. He. Uh, hold on. This this story. This story. Sixteen and thirty-two. <laughs> hold on. This story is funny. Like when he was on the. <laughs> He attempted like a hold on this hold on this is fun he got fired after this I'm pretty sure uh he had Janikowski one year he had Janikowski and he attempted oh, a, a 76 yard field goal. <laughs> yeah, uh, I remember I remember that now yeah uh he's he, he's a he's a character you know I I don't think he runs his Twitter account but they'd be tweeting some funny stuff on his Twitter. Yeah, I I don't know about this Ole Miss team, and you don't know what LSU team is going to come out. So I hope I wouldn't I, touch this with a ten foot pole. I hope Lane like builds something there. Eventually, I mean they are fun. When I mean, they're clicking. I think they're a couple years away if he ever does take that next step. Yeah. Um, Notre Dame minus five and a half at Duke. Um, I mean. Is Notre Dame going to play uh, the whole game with 10 players? <laughs> yeah, probably, honestly. There's going to be one instance uh, that they have a... 10 players on the. Hey, I bet that was such an emphasis. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When they were going like live, like uh, whether that be like two minute or just like whatever, I bet it was such an emphasis on like the personnel guys and like everyone who's like in charge of like getting the right personnel on the field. But it was such oh, de- an emph- definitely. emphasis yeah. on 11 players on the field. <laughs> uh, this is like – I texted you this earlier today. If Notre Dame lost to – or, I mean, want, beat Ohio State, I'd feel a lot more confident about Duke. I feel like this is low-key a trap. Yeah. I'm, I'm staying away from this game. I like Notre Dame here with uh, – um, I think Notre Dame pulls it off. Yeah, I mean, I, I was don't know if they covered the five and a half. Duke was my surprise team for this year. I said, you know, um, and I've been riding them pretty much every week, but I, I'm not taking them this week. I just think Notre Dame could blow them out of the water. Yeah, it's, I don't know, night game at Duke. Uh, oh, no, I I think it's a, real get back for Notre Dame. Especially, dude, they had that game. They bro, they, they were like, oh, yeah, we won. We won. And then, bro, <laughs> the heart just like, boom, you know? I mean, maybe they just can't recover from it and they, their this, season's this, done. This is my fear as an Ohio State fan. Like, Notre Dame, like, that just destroyed Notre Dame's season. And they just, like, free fall from here. And then that win looks like nothing. Yeah. You know? It could happen. Yeah, and then people are going to be like, look, Ohio State, like, one by three against Notre Dame, scored on, like, the last play only with only, like, ten players on the field. And then, like, Notre Dame finished with, like, three losses. <laughs> you know you know that's how it goes, you know? People try to do that. Yeah, football. yeah. People, people try to do that football math and, like, realize every week's a new week. Like, yeah. Like Notre Dame's gonna get up for Ohio State. Every team that plays Ohio State's gonna get up and like try and, you know, that's probably the best football that they play. Yeah, it's just, it's just how it goes. But Notre Dame needs to like forget that out of their memory because they got a tough, they got a real tough, uh, tough sledding ahead. You know. Yeah, I mean, yeah, especially this one because Duke's actually good. They, I think they're pretty legit. Yeah, they. It's gonna be tough sledding for Notre Dame. Um. Last game we're going to talk about South Carolina at Tennessee. Tennessee's minus 12. I mean, dude, I've been high on South Carolina. They were in a dogfight. Tennessee with, ain't very good. They were in a dogfight with Mississippi State last week at home. Uh, <laughs> I think I'm going to ride South Carolina until all the wheels come off. I am not touching this game at all. I mean, it's in Knoxville. It's a night game at in Knoxville. You know, they're gonna be oh Rocky Top or wherever they fuck they sing. Um, uh, uh, revenge game from last year too. Oh yeah, 
well, I don't remember Hendon Hendon Hooker like towards ACL, but everyone they win him. that game, they're probably in the playoffs. I mean, everyone with him in the game, South Carolina was kind of dogging them. Yeah, dude, yeah, that, I, that, I mean, that, that didn't make a difference. That game alone gave South gave me so much hope on South Carolina this year. That one game. Well, they they finished the season pretty hot in general. Yeah. Um, they. Uh, yeah, I need I need South Carolina to let, let's get the ball rolling here. Let, let, let's protect I mean, Rattler. They- Rattler, don't turn over the ball. Defense, show up. Make Joe Milton play uh, 500, you know, or what's that game called? Uh, when you throw the ball up and you say a number. Uh, uh, fuck. I, I I know what you're talking about. I yeah, can't remember. Yeah, yeah, get some pressure on Joe Milton. Make him throw it up. Uh, 500, 100, uh, whatever the hell it's called. Force some, a jackpot or something? Jackpot, jackpot. Yeah. Uh, force some TOs. Take the crowd out of it early. You do not want to be in a close game in Knoxville late at all, but they probably will. Tennessee probably wins a close one here. Yeah, probably. I'm. I mean, I'm not touching this game. Like that's, that's that's just how I feel about a lot of games this week. Like you just don't know about what team's going to show up. Um, I think. That's a very good point. It is a Tennessee get back game, but be <laughs> when you see some Beamer ball here, some fake punts, fake field goals, onside kicks. <laughs> let's, let's I mean, it, it is a game that like you could sprinkle like sprinkle in the money line here is pretty good play. Yeah, let, let let's uh let's get <clears throat> let's walk out of Knoxville with the W here. I'm a honorary South Carolina fan, you know. My mom, my mom lived in Columbia for a little bit, so honorary uh, South Carolina fan here. Yeah. All right. Uh, let's get into the gambling here. Um, so Sam, you're sitting at seventeen seven and one. Not yeah, a bad I mean, start. Not a bad start to, to the season here for you. Uh, uh, I mean, I take that every single time here. Take take us through, take us through your board here. Um. Okay. Starting on Friday night, I got the Beavers from Oregon State minus three and a half. I think, I think they get back after the win last week. I think they're able to run the ball and, uh, you know, keep Utah off the field. And Utah's offense is terrible, so I'm taking Oregon State BYU money line. I think Cincinnati's just that bad, and mm-hmm. I think uh, BYU's playing pretty good ball right now. Uh, Georgia minus fourteen. That's pretty much just a fate on Auburn, and Georgia's obviously really good. So I'm taking Georgia. Kansas plus 16.5, been riding them all year. Can't stop now. Oklahoma minus 20, and this is also more so a fade on Iowa State. They're terrible. I think Oklahoma <laughs> rolls. Uh, and then Iowa minus 12.5. I, I said this on Tuesday, I'm taking – Every single team who plays Michigan State every single week, dude, twelve and a half points is a lot for Iowa. That means they got to you know put up points on the board. It's going to be an Iowa type of game. They're going to have a pick six, a kickoff return for a touchdown. That's just that's just how it's going to go. Block punt like in the end zone, recovered for a <laughs> touchdown. You know, offense is going to accumulate one hundred and like fifty six yards. Um, but they're going to have twenty eight points. They're going to have a short field the whole game. You know. <laughs> And that's why they only put up freaking like 171 total yards of offense because they started on plus side of the field on all their possessions. That's just how it's going to go. It's going to be an Iowa type game. And then I, I'm doing a teaser. I'm teasing uh, USC from 21 and a half to 15 and a half. It's, I'm get, getting six points here. Penn State minus 26 and a half to 20 and a half. Duke plus five and a half to plus 11 and a half. And Alabama from minus fourteen and a half to eight and a half, and that comes out at plus two seventy. All right, so guys, for everyone, uh, just gonna clarify this again. So he's teasing six points here is what he's teasing. So he's buying six points. So everything's moving six points into the team's favor. So just to clarify, um, all right. Anything you wanna? 
you want oh um you say I mean, usc yeah. usc i i didn't like the 21 and a half but i do like 15 i think that's pretty manageable i think it could be a close first half or i there's no way they lose a the game i'll say that mm-hmm. i think i think they're gonna roll at least in the second half uh penn state minus 20 and a half i didn't like i don't like laying 27 against a you know in conference game like that in the big 10 yeah. mm-hmm. and hold on let me just see something um I'll go weather. Um, all right, so it's not supposed to rain, and so that's good on, on Saturday in Chicago. Yeah. All right. I mean, and then uh, let's go back to the uh, and then Duke eleven and a half. I don't like the five and a half. I think Notre Dame probably wins by at least a touchdown or or ten points. So I will take the eleven and a half. And Bama. I think 14 and a half with the way their offense has been playing is a little too big right now. Mm-hmm. So I, I like getting them down to eight and a half. Mississippi State isn't that good. I mean, you know, I like I like that play because you know what Mississippi State's going to try and do. They're going to try and run, and yeah, I don't think that's going to work on Bama. No, you got to be able to stretch Bama out a little bit. Um. All right, I'll get into mine. Um, so I'm sitting at three and three. I have a lot of plays this weekend. Um, I'm still like divvying up how I want to do do things, but starting off Louisville, Louisville, Louisville minus three and a half at NC State. Um, we already went over this game, but I like Louisville, Louisville a lot. Um. So, yeah, I think they're going to be able to put some points up and NC State's offense is not that great. So, hopefully, they can keep that in check. Um, the only thing that kind of scares me about this game is it being at NC State on a Friday night. Weird things happen in these spots. It's just yeah. weird, weird <laughs> things tend to happen, you know. Just wait till we get Maction on Tuesdays, Wednesdays, and Thursdays if you want to see some weird football. <laughs> <laughs> um, Oregon State. Minus three and a half. Um, I just don't think I don't know. It's it's just a straight feel. Uh, Utah's offense has been like struggling, and hopefully DJ doesn't make any mistakes to um, put Utah like in position. Because if you make Utah like drive the field, if you make them go eighty yards, they can't do it. Um, they just can't do it right now without Cam rising. So. That's that. BYU money line. This is strictly a 10-15 game bet. Um <laughs> it, it, I don't know. It being a 10-15 does a lot for me, you know. How many teams have we seen go into BYU at 10 and, at 10-15 at night and lose? A lot. <laughs> exactly. Like uh last year it was Baylor, right? I yeah. think they did Baylor end up winning that game? No, I think they lost in overtime. I mean, the field goal kickers were having who who can miss who can miss more field goals in overtime. That, <laughs> that's what was happening in that game. It was like, all right, I missed your your turn to miss. All right, I'll, all right, no, you miss again. All right, I'll make it this time. You know, that's basically what was going on in overtime. Uh, but I think Cincinnati's a little too one dimensional. BYU's also one dimensional. <laughs> so, uh, I think. Don't nod your head like they're not one dimensional. They ran for nine total yards last <laughs> week. Come on. Yeah. Um, I, I mean, you'd rather be the passing team of. Yeah. Um, Florida money line plus one hundred two. Um, went over this. I just think, I as long as Merch doesn't turn the ball and they establish the run, I think they'll be, they'll be cooking against Kentucky. Syracuse plus the points plus six and a half against Clemson. I like this just strictly off uh, it being in the carrier dome. There's not a lot of thought behind these picks. You know, sometimes you just got to feel. Yeah. You know, I'm not an analytics guy. You know, I'm not looking at the stats. I'm not. <laughs> I, I see something I'd like. I'm like, fire away. You know, this is not this is not gambling advice. This is not professional advice. Uh, Texas minus 16 and a half. Against Kansas, already went into this. Texas too big, too fast, too strong. Um, 
It's in Austin. It's a little get back from two years ago when Kansas came into Texas and beat Texas when Texas was back two years ago. But now they're officially <laughs> back. Yeah. So, uh, South Carolina plus 12. I love me some Beamer ball. I'm always going to ride with Shane Beamer. Probably till he gets fired at South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, in two years. Um, Pitt minus two and a half. There is thought on this one. There is thought behind the eyes on this one. Uh, oh, God. Pitt, I thought we were done with this. Nope. Nope. Uh, Pitt, <laughs> Pitt's got Virginia Tech's number. Uh, Narduzzi does really well on the road against ACC opponents. Uh, and I think I think Pitt's going to be able to do what they want to do because Virginia Tech's not very good. So if they want to run the ball 40 times, they're going to run the ball 40 times against Virginia Tech. Um, <laughs> it's kind of funny. It's kind of funny. Uh, Virginia Tech's head coach, I forget, I forget who their head coach is now. Uh, um, they had that guy from Memphis, uh, Fute, but I think he's gone, right? Yeah, I honestly don't know who was it after Beamer. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, they uh, Virginia Tech was <clears throat> struggling this year, man. And their head coach comes out and goes, yeah, Pitt's kind of like Iowa. <laughs> 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 you, you, you know what they're going to do, but they're just good at what they do or something like that. It's like, damn, that's, that's where Pitt's gone? Pitt's on Iowa? You got head coaches comparing Pitt's offense to Iowa, you know? I mean that's, that's a bold thing to say coming off a loss to Marshall. I know that's like <laughs> low. That's low. Is it? Is that pretty low? Yeah. I mean, I would you're, you're one and three, bro. <laughs> I would just put up like seventy nine yards of offense. You know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, Pitt's offense is nowhere to write home about, but I think their offense is a little. Oh dirty. shit! I don't even know how I forgot this. It's their head coach is Brent Pry. From he oh, was a D, yeah. he was a D coordinator at Penn State. I don't even know how I forgot that. All right, makes sense about the subtle shot at Pitt, I guess. Uh, yeah, yeah. But oh, breaking news: Mel Tucker uh, preparing to file wrong, wrong for uh, wrong full termination lawsuit against the school. Oh wow! Yeah, nobody's taking that job anytime soon. Uh. <laughs> I mean, Pitt just owns Virginia Tech, honestly. So that's 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 that. Um, I have a lay. I have another parlay. Uh, my my parlays are zero for two on the season. <laughs> uh this one I haven't decided if I'm going to take with the spreads or if I'm going to go strictly money line. This I'll know by Friday because. All these games are on Friday, so I know, you know, it's it's kind of a good like confidence booster into the weekend. You know, you hit the you hit the Friday parlay, you know, it's gonna be good weekend. If you go yep. o, if you go o four, then it's shit. You parlay them and you take them all straight. That's just <laughs> <laughs> that, that, that's a tough start. Uh, that's a tough start to the weekend. You know, so Louisville minus three and a half, Oregon State minus three and a half, BYU money nine plus one ten. So if you take it with the spread, like minus three and a half, minus three and a half, and the BYU money line, it comes out to be plus 672. Or if you do it all money lines, it comes out to plus 411. I really like the number 11, though, so I might go with the money line because I could see the hook. I could see the hook in one of these games backfiring, you know? Yeah, you could also buy it down to three if you really wanted to. I mean, if you if I wanted to. <clears throat> I mean, I like all those games, so. Yeah, so hopefully it's a good Friday night, but I probably won't know till Saturday because BYU plays at 10-15. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and, that, and that's a really late game. <laughs> uh, so our team card, our team card lay 0 for 4 on the season. Terrible. Got- I mean, I think uh, three of the four weeks has been just one game. And it's always the last game. Yeah. Um. So who's the last game in this? In this, uh, I think mm. Arkansas and Michigan and Nebraska play at three thirty. 
I think Florida Kentucky's at noon. Yeah. So wow. no night games this week. So yeah. Uh Florida, Kentucky, we like under 45 here. I think it's gonna be run heavy um type. No, not too many explosives, I don't think. Um, um we're gonna have to address some rumors at the end of this episode. Um over 39 in the Michigan Nebraska game. I think Michigan can put up 30 themselves. They could, yeah. And then uh, Arkansas plus six against Texas A&M. Texas A&M just lost their quarterback for the season. Um, yeah, Max Johnson's going to be the starter now. Transfer from LSU. Yeah, and I'm not too high on Max Johnson just from you can say no. how it just gonna say how it is. Uh <laughs> I'd take KJ Jefferson over Max Johnson any day. Yeah. KJ, just don't turn the ball. All right. No, no turnovers from you. Um yeah, just score so that, points. Yeah, so that comes out to plus five ninety five. Um, so rumor, the the rumor mail. Clemson to the big ten. Yeah, um, is it more Big Ten or SEC? Uh, so in the earlier this week, it was like SEC or Big Ten, like people weren't sure, but today it's like 95% uh, Big Ten. That is wild. I thought for sure it'd be SEC just because of the makeup, like South Carolina. Yeah, you would think, but from what I'm from what I am, uh, Where's the news? From what I'm reading, it's uh, I've been seeing more rumors to the Big Ten. That's interesting. I mean, I don't even know how you'd make a schedule. Like, <laughs> they have so many teams. So, all right. So, in the last episode, I was talking about the six and six thing. But then, did you see that they're like halting talks on like the 12 team playoff or something? Are they? I think it's just like on how they're gonna operate it, just based off. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Just based off Washington State and Oregon State not having homes. I don't get why they wouldn't like uh, the Big Twelve or some like wouldn't take them for football or ACC now. If you're losing all the teams, dude, where's the? Oh, here it is. This is the. So er, earlier I was talking about the six and six uh, format. So the six and six is the six conference uh, championship winners. And then the next six best ranked teams. Okay. Um, but someone said that they should do a five and seven. The So like the power. So I don't know what five conferences that would do. And then the I'm next, assuming... Instead of a uh, Pac-12, it'd be like Mountain West. Those teams would just join the Mountain West. But it's like, so... You can't have a two-team conference get in it like it... Like, how's that... You can't have a two-team conference in the Pac-12 getting an automatic bid to the playoff. What do you mean? Like, if... So, you know how... So you know well, it how, wouldn't like, be the Pac-12. But you don't know how they're going to do it. Like, what if, because Oregon State and Washington State haven't, this, you know, what if they just stay? Yeah, but I, I bet they just go with the Mountain West teams, like Boise State and all of them. Yeah, but would that, but then that kind of, like, neglect, that's like, that's not a P5. Oh, yeah, see right there, yeah. Where's still it? a possibility Mountain West schools merge with the Pac-12. Yeah, but would that would they keep the branding of the, of the Pac-12 and they keep them as a P5? Mm, I don't know. It, it says, yeah, I don't know. See, look, it says... I mean, obviously, it would, it would help with the recruiting. The subjective question of whether the Pac-12 would still be considered a Power 5 conference which gets the benefit of 80% of the college football playoff revenue. And then the group of five schools receive 20%. I mean, 
So according to NCAA bylaws, an FBS conference needs at least eight full FBS members that satisfy all bowl subdivision requirements. I mean, they would get better recruits. Who? Like the... If F- they... The- yeah, the... If they went like Mountain West, Pac-12. Yeah, but... Hold on. It's kind of sad that like this is the best year of the Pac-12 and how long and now they're, it's not even going to be... It's not even going to be a conference next year. So here's the 6-6 six and six model. So if the Pac-12 dissolves or loses its status as a P5 conference, keeping a 6 plus 6 model for the next two years would allow guaranteed access for two group of five champions. Because then what are the four? It would be Big 12, SEC, Big 10, ACC. Yeah. Four, and then the next two group of five conference winners would make up six and then it would be the next six best teams. But if the pack just see like air force in the college football playoffs or some shit, if the pack 12 folds, sources have indicated to ESPN, there is a strong preference to change the model to five plus seven. Meaning the five highest ranked conference champions plus the next seven highest ranked teams. That sounds better to me. When do you think Oregon? When do you think like the Pac-12 and Oregon State and Washington State make a decision on what? Like, I don't know. They got to. I'm assuming it's not really up to them. No, it's what like whoever's going to offer them the best. Yeah, but I think those conferences are pretty set, especially if the Big Ten goes after Clemson. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's confusing. Yeah, but don't you think if Clemson makes the move to the Big Ten, that's kind of going to be a domino effect for the ACC? Yeah, that's what I was thinking. Because if Clemson leaves, you know, if Florida State's going to want to leave, then, like, what about Miami? You know, I think it's going to be a domino effect if Clemson leaves. Yeah. Uh, the whole I thing think- is a big mess. Yeah, because yeah, that's what I thought. Because Florida State hasn't been happy with ACC. Yeah. So uh, if they have the opportunity to leave, I bet they would dip. Probably, most likely. I, I and I feel like that'd be like you'd have to be in the SEC. Like you're in Florida. Yeah, that would definitely be an SEC move. I think because the SEC. Miami. So the SEC added Oklahoma, Oklahoma and Texas. Texas. Yeah. Is that are those the only two? As far as I know. So they definitely have some room to add some more teams, no? Yeah. Because the Big Ten's added like a good amount. Oregon, Washington. Dude, if the ACC dissolves, bring Pitt to the Big Ten, please. Why? Then James Franklin can stop Duck and Pitt. Yeah. Okay. And that's where we need to end it. Uh, I'm kidding. Uh, no, just because Narduzzi likes to talk shit on the Big Ten. So let's, let's see. Yeah, I don't get why he does. Like, dude, you were a coach in the Big Ten. Like, dude. <laughs> so I would like to see that. Um, I know there's still a lot of moving pieces. And like, yeah, we know. won't we won't know until like the spring probably. Yeah, I'd like to I would like to know like what what the landscape of college football is gonna look like next year. Yeah, it's it's wild. Oh, what else was I gonna say? Oh Penn State, Ohio State, noon kick. <laughs> Stupid. Stupid. Um Hold on, I'm I'm gonna check something out real quick. Um, yeah, I 
hold on. Um, I mean, at the end of the day, the game's the game, you know? It's gonna. Yeah, I just would prefer to watch it at night, you know? Yeah, same here, especially it being a Scarlet out. <laughs> okay. What? Scarlet out, bro. What? Yeah, it's so special. Yeah, dude, we came up with it like two years, <laughs> two years ago. <laughs> no, they've had a blackout before. Yeah, I remember that. Um, I'm just looking at it's the next. It's it's the next week. All right. Um, they don't have times on anything yet. Yeah, no, because I think there's a lot of. So, all right. Nothing set in stone, though. Like, Ohio State versus Maryland next week was supposed to be on Peacock. And that got bumped. That got moved to um, Big Noon Fox uh, kickoff. So just because Joel Clatt comes out and says, oh, that game's going to be on, you know, Fox got the biggest, baddest games, you know, who gets the... Yeah. Take I, take that take that I don't with think the Fox can't just do it at two thirty or three thirty. Yeah, no, because um this week they have Nebraska Michigan at three thirty on Fox. Yeah. So I don't know. So if you're looking at these games, like put Michigan Michigan State at noon. Come on. We don't need that at night. Yeah. We do not I, need nobody's Michigan watching that at night. Put that shit on fucking Fox, you know? Like <laughs> um, Rutgers, Indiana. That's probably gonna be a Peacock game, probably, because that's at twelve. That's got a time slot. That's gonna be Peacock. Um, I'm just trying to look at the. Hold on, let me go to the. What the Big Twelve game or Big Ten games? Yeah, for that week. Um, OSU minus ten already. Damn. I I would take Penn State plus the points. Lock that <laughs> in. Lock that in, dude. No, I hate putting money like that. Just locking it in already. What you? Which way you think that moves? Um, I don't know. I mean, what if Drew Lar goes out and gets hurt? <laughs> All right. Well, hopefully they put Minnesota Iowa at uh night. Uh there's honestly not that is there only I guess there's only six games. Six times two, twelve, yeah. Makes sense. Um Yeah, that's something to watch. I bet it turns out to be a night game. Hopefully. I think that's what that's my prediction. But anything else you want to talk about? No. Nope. All right, that's gonna um, wrap us up here at Ball Sticks and Fist. Enjoy the weekend. Watch some football. Don't get too lazy now. Uh, <laughs> uh, it's your favorite show without an outro. We're done. Peace.